Hello, partners, friends, friends of God around the world. So honored that you would join us here on tonight's broadcast. I am really excited and really honored. For those of you who don't know, I know many of you watching this do know, this is Pastor Al Bryce, uh, senior leader at Covenant Love Church, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And uh, I have known Pastor Al over 20, getting, yeah, it's over 20 yeah, years, yeah. over 20 yeah. years. And uh, by the way, before we jump any further, I uh, have to remember this, like or share this broadcast, any archive broadcasts are available on our website, abnersuarez.com. But we are honored that you would join us to receive tonight. And tonight is extra special because you're <laughs> on the program. Wow. And I uh, often, when I think about my relationship with you in Covenant Love Church, I think of uh, fall of 1997, I believe it was either September or October, I was really hungry, still am really hungry for the things of the Lord, and someone said to me, there's this church in Fayetteville that I think that you would really enjoy, because I was looking for a, a, a place to really dig into and learn, and uh, so I said, well, I'm going to go, and it was, I still remember, it was about 35, 36 minutes from campus, and I drive, and I went to second service because I'm a college student, so I got to sleep in a little bit. <laughs> and I believe it was uh, 11 a.m. the second service yeah. started, but it was, I think I got there about 10.50 and 11 11.30, 11.40, <laughs> I think maybe 11.55, and I walked in uh, to the ark there, and which was the only built, you know, sanctuary. Yeah, our first, our first sanctuary. Yeah. And um, the presence of God is there. The service has not begun, but there's people on the floor. And uh, second service begins. Worship goes at least an hour and ten minutes, and it was really powerful. So I think, well, maybe he's just going to dismiss everyone <laughs> 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 and pray for people or something. And you preached a message that. I knew was a, a word not only for the people that day, but a word for the body of Christ. And it was, you probably went about two hours. And then, and then, yeah. and then you said, I, I, I want you to come if you want to receive the fire of God. And you prayed for everyone in the building. And I think you looked up at the clock and you kind of joked. You said, well, it's almost about four o'clock or 4.05. Yeah. And I really, it was one of those moments in my life where I said, I don't think there's much to pray about here. If, if they're open to this, I want in on what God's <laughs> doing here. So that's my, that was my introduction to your life and to your ministry. And I, I just want to say, uh, again, just publicly, thank you just for your yes to the Lord over the years. It's, it's changed my family's life, my generation, family life, and um, it really speaks that your yes when God sent you here to start Covenant Love, how, and, and I'm just one, but I just the thousands of people who, the generations are changed because of your yes. So I want to thank you for that. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just totally, completely um, so thankful, you know, to the Lord. When God moved me here, uh, I was like 43 years old mm. with four kids. Uh, Pastor Cameron, our youngest son, who I'm actually training right now, uh, that one day will succeed me, uh, he was just born. Mm. And so uh, when we came, there were no uh, interracial churches. Um, mm. There were not churches really that had what I, what I grew up on, what I desired was mm. just to worship 
uh, to see the presence of God uh, to come into a place and not just uh, when you uh, advertise revival, but right. every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, I, 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 told, I told people a long time ago, I said, you know what? God has gone from the Old Testament to visitation in the New Testament's habitation. Amen. And so I think because of habitation, the manifestation of the presence of God uh, should be at any moment, any time Amen. where people come in. And here's the key. They come in in unity and one accord with expectation and anticipation hmm. that God's going to do something Yes. That God is going to save people. He's going to heal people. Uh, people's lives are going to be changed. They're going to receive the Word of God, which will transform them, renew their minds. Mm. Uh, but yet at the same time, it, it's His presence that what so many people are longing for. Mm. And so many people I hear all the time uh, in different churches say, man, I'm just looking for more. It's the manifestation. The presence of God is everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's the manifestation, yeah. Yeah. you know, of His presence, and and that Sunday when you came in, <laughs> it was we were we were having just a, an absolute manifestation of the presence of God, and it was that it was started one Sunday, and all of a sudden people started getting saved. We literally had people coming into the lobby uh, because we were on TV. We That's had right, I remember that. We yeah. had people coming into the lobby that were watching and were so hungry for the presence of God. One lady came in her bathrobe. <laughs> I am not kidding you. One lady came in her bathrobe. Uh, other people were coming uh, with T-shirts and all kinds of things mm. on and just coming and then coming to the altar and crying out mm. to God. And people were getting saved. Uh, kids were being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the fire of God. Uh, was moving and falling. Uh, I had such a, and, and which I always have in my life, I had such a sure. fear of the Lord mm. on the in, uh, honor and respect that uh, I dare not do anything except to do exactly what God is saying to do. Um, and I think one of the things, Abner, uh, when we talk about so much uh, of Christianity today is one of the things that I see is that I see people coming in uh, to the gathering of the saints, um, which the Bible says in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, for, uh, forsake not assembling yourself together. And of course, we do it live streaming. We do it um, uh, live. But at the same time, uh, one of the things that, that I used to see that really bothered me, and I'm not judging anybody, but I saw so many people that would come into churches that were so casual. It mm. came in with that casual mentality. Yeah. You know, okay, what are you going to do today? How, how, what, what kind of performance are we going to see? You know, what, you know, I got so many things planned. Give me your little uh, sermon at and let me get out of here and yeah. let me move. And there was, no, there was no manifestation of God's presence. And that's what I have hungered. I've been walking with the Lord for 50 years. And the thing that has kept me on fire for, for Jesus I had a, a pastor uh, in his 40s came up to me um, last year and said to me, he said, you convict me. You have more fire than I have, and you're so much older than I am. You mm. should be retired. <laughs> you know, and I said, no, I'm not retiring. I'm refiring. And yeah. so so it, it's, it, it's wanting and, and wanting to see 
the presence of God, the manifestation presence of God, and desiring that, mm. and then pray, praying, mm. interceding and praying. And, and you and I were talking about this, is so many people, uh, so, I mean, so many young pastors that are looking for systems and methods and techniques instead of getting at the altar and crying out for God and praying and interceding in the Spirit for God's will to be done. And I have kept that as a staple hmm. in my life because I knew Dr. Paul Young Cho at one time. And that man spoke to me about his prayer life and, and, and how his church uh, prays. And it changed my whole life. Hmm. And so I, I have, I, I've just dived in. Even today at getting ready to be 73 years old, 73 I, years young. Yeah, mm. a, a young, but I'm still up early in the morning and I'm praying and I'm interceding and I'm believing God for continued manifestation. And, and last week we had 55 brand new people saved. Mm. 55. that we And we pray, Holy Spirit, draw them, bring them, you know, like that. So I, I, I come with expectation. I, 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 I teach our worship team to come with expectation there being outflow, overflow hmm. in worship of the, of the Spirit of God. And, and I teach our pastors and I teach our congregation, come here with expectation. Yeah. And believing for, for God to, to, to move. And, you know, we've, we've seen that year in, year out, uh, constantly. Yeah. I was... Um... You know, we're 20 years down the line since I connected with here at Covenant Love. But I, I was thinking that even, you know, I know some of your story of getting born again, 22. And uh, I, because I, I think this is all connected in a sense of uh, in October of last year, God spoke to me. I was just kind of, I forget what had happened in our country but I was kind of like, God, what is going on here? Like, this is, these are not good things happening. And <laughs> no, no, these no. are challenging times yeah. for our nation around the world. People are hurting. But the Lord really encouraged me one morning. And he said, it, it was part of a larger thing. He was say, saying to me that morning, he said, this outpouring of the Holy Spirit cannot be stopped by what's happening in government, in the nations of the earth. I will do what I have promised to do in this season in the earth. And I guess I say that because I believe that we are in this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I, you know, I've certainly grown, I've certainly changed, haven't, you know, everything hasn't been, I haven't made all, like, been perfect and all the right choices. But I will say one of the defining features in my life was, and I still remember people kind of telling me, like, oh, you'll calm down after a while. I don't, I sort of knew what they meant, but I've never stopped pursuing God, the presence of God, everything he promised us in scripture. And it, to me, it's, that's what God has called us to do. There's, no, there's nothing outside of that. So I say all that to say, you got saved in probably what was the Jesus movement. Mm -hmm. You've seen incredible moves of God in, um, in, you know, when you were in Dallas. You've seen incredible moves of God here. Two things. What do you, how do you connect it to what God is doing today? And then also, how, do you, how, how have you learned some uh, just practical things to stay the course and not grow weary in well-doing, not 
back off the things of God because for me, I have trouble even thinking like backing off from something mm-hmm. God has right. called us to do. Right. I, I don't, it's not in my consciousness. Right. But, uh, well, I, I, first of all, nobody can stop what God is going to do. Amen. But God's timetable at times can be slowed down. Yes. And the reason that that can happen is because he, he, he needs people with faith to believe him. If you go all the way back to one of the greatest outpourings, one of the greatest moves of God was when the children of Israel set free from Egypt. Hmm. They came out. Miracle after miracle, God devastated the most powerful nation at that particular time, brought his people out. They were blessed, man. They were, you know, everything, people were happy. They were healed. It was a major move of God. But where God wanted to take them was deterred for 40 years because out of a million plus people, only two people actually believed that that they yeah. could go right. where God was calling them to go, where God had promised them to go, and yeah. what God said. But they stopped it for 40 years. Yeah. They stopped that move of God. They stopped that advancement. I think about go over to the uh, go over to the uh, New Testament where the young man, uh, the, the 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 father brought his son to Jesus. And uh, the devil was trying to get the son, trying to destroy him, actually trying to get him to commit suicide, yeah. throw him in the fire, throw him mm-hmm. in the water. And so the, the, the father came to him and, and he said, this is what's happening to my boy, you know, this type of thing. And Jesus said, I'll come to heal him. And then this is, this is something that I think sometimes miss. The, the father said to Jesus, he said, if you can help us, Jesus came to an abrupt stop and he said, if I can. And then he turned back to him and he said, if you believe, all things are possible to those who believe. So so Jesus was moving and because of the man's unbelief, it stopped for, for a portion of time. And then Jesus turns around and corrects him and says, Okay, if you believe this is what is 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 possible. So 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 when you when when you look at uh, revival, you look at the move of God. Number one, nothing has changed since Joel the second chapter. Amen. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Okay, yes. he said it. It's there. I say it back to God almost every day. Yeah, he said it. it it's there. But at the same time. It has to be people who will believe that. Yeah, that's good. It, it, it has to be people that will say, okay, God, this is what you said, and what you're doing is in your prayer, you're praying back to God what God has already said. Yeah, amen. And, and that's the way God set it up. I mean, you know, um, I, I believe with all my heart that uh, prayer brings in a divine intervention or manifestation mm-hmm. of the power of God that was not there and would not have been there unless somebody prayed. Yes, I believe that. That that that's because that's what Jesus constantly was telling the, the guys to pray. He, Jesus prayed all the time. What I, I what I tell our folks was Jesus went from one prayer meeting to another prayer meeting 
in his own personal life. That's right. And in between what took place was the power of God just exploded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was amazing. So so when I when I go back and and and, and I look at my life, I look at uh, what I have believed all my life, and Jesus said, I will build my church. Hmm. Okay, who stops him from building the church? It can't be the powers of darkness. That's it right. can't, they've, they've been defeated. That's right. It can be. It's the church stopped doing what the church was called to do, or God's people stopped doing what we're called to do. Hmm. And so, so, so when he said, I give you, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I'm going to use the keys of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. He said, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. He put the responsibility on us. It's his power. Yeah, It's his power. But we forget the responsibility is our responsibility. Why did not God intervene in the garden when, when, when Adam was being tempted? They were responsible. It was his responsibility. He had the power. He had the authority. It was his responsibility to drive the devil out. He already told him what to do, too. Told him what to do, and he didn't do it. So when the church has the responsibility, hmm. it's it's our responsibility. His power, the power of the Holy Spirit, we have the power. It's in us. And so it's up to us to pray. It's up to us to lay hands on the sick. It's up to us to speak to the mountain. It's up to us. And when we do that, then there's that divine intervention of the power of God. But if we don't do that, if we're, if we're falling back into fear and we're allowing the spirit of fear to, to motivate us and the spirit of fear to control us and the spirit of fear to dictate to us what we're going to do or what we're not going to do uh, inside the church, you know, how I'm going to operate, how I'm going to do. What happens is the spirit of fear gets us so distracted that we forget that we are the church to advance. We are the church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. We are the church that has the the keys to the kingdom. And we are the church that can pray and we can see nations change. We can see the power of God. We can pray and see the manifestation of the spirit of God inside our church services. You know, we're not coming in our church services to lock down, hunker down, and to operate in fear and and tell everybody, it's so bad out there, so sad. No, we're here to worship. We're here to praise, to see God move. And that's what I grew up in, in the Jesus movement. Then came the, then, then came the, the, the outpouring of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My whole life changed. I got on fire for God. And then I had people, and here's the key, Abner, I had people who mentored me. I listened hmm. to those that were much older than I was. Hmm. I was hungry. I listened. I got taught the Word of God. People mentored me, showed me things. And as, as that continued, I, I didn't get lukewarm. I didn't move back off of that. Right. I kept pressing in. I kept moving forward. And, and as, as that began to happen, God brought me into places where I saw amazing moves of God. That was taking place. The peop, the place where I, the places I was, where I saw the, the unbelievable miracles, unbelievable move of God. It was places where there was constant prayer, hmm. constant prayer. In Dallas, when you're talking about that, yeah. we had prayer at five o'clock in the morning. There were two thousand people coming. Yeah, it, it, there were so many people coming that Farmers Branch had to had to get police to come 
to take care of all the traffic. At 5 a.m.? 5 a.m. in the morning. They were driving from Fort Worth. People coming. They were so hungry. And all of a sudden, then broke out that 63-night revival. It just exploded. So what I hear you saying is, um, and I, I have experienced this in my life, and you have too, is when we stay the course yes, and stay focused, and also what I found is when you make this choice to seek God, like I'm all in, you realize how weak you are, you know, <laughs> I've had the, I always kind of use this moment of like, Lord, I want to have your character. I want to love people like you. And, you know, you get out and in the restaurant, you're already having a bad attitude because things are slow. And right. to me, it always drives me back to like, I need a lot of help, not just a lot of help. Right. I need him for everything. Right. But staying the course has kept you. And I will say, I can say in observing your life, and it's been a motivation for me, I have never seen you back off of what God asked you to do. I still remember 20 years ago, he said, he said, you know, you guys need to pursue God, but you're gonna have to work really hard to go as fast as I'm going. And I took that as a challenge back then, that I was gonna, I was gonna keep, I'm gonna stay the course. What have you found, even with God moving, and you mentioned something that uh, just jumped out at me, you had with the nation of Israel, God's chosen people, covenant people, the poorest, most destitute people in the world, go from the poorest people in the world in one moment, no system, no nation, to the richest nation in the world. They see the miracles, they see the things, but we know as a whole, the nation didn't stay the course. In fact, even under an old covenant, they turned away from even uh, the, the type of relationship that God wanted for them. Like they said, no, no, you talk to him. And in that moment, I believe they rejected something that as a whole people could have had. And my, my question for asking that, Jesus movement. I know people still stay in the course from that. Uh, move of God in Dallas, where every night, you know, things are happening. Here at Covenant Love, even you're observing people. What do you find are some things that, for leaders and believers, that often sidetrack them in the purposes of God? Or, or staying, or they, they might be a believer, but the fervency that they had even a year ago or two years ago right. hasn't remained in them. Well, one, one of the things that I'm finding out that when I've talked to pastors, uh, one of the first things that I ask them is this, how much time do you spend praying in the Holy Spirit? How, many, how much time do you spend right. praying in other tongues? You, right. you spend praying in the Spirit. Mm. And the majority of the ones that I have talked to have said to me, well, not like I know I should or not a whole lot anymore. Hmm. You know, one of the things that changed my life is when I was reading in 1 Corinthians and the 14th chapter, and I found where Paul said to the Corinthian church that was just overflowing with the abundance of the gifts of the Spirit and, and speaking in tongues. I mean, he had to correct them because they were coming and having the whole service in doing that. And he made this statement. He said... I speak in tongues more than all of you. And I went, whoa, wait a minute. You know, and, and I went back and I looked at it. He said, I speak in tongues more than all of you. So all of a sudden, it's like my eyes were open. Mm. How did the Apostle Paul go through all the hell he went through? How did he go through the beatings, the shipwrecks, the imprisonments, the whippings? Yeah. The, how did he go through that? How did he say rejoice 
when, when, when all things are falling apart, he says, rejoice. How, how can you do that? That's the key. That's the key right there. It was not, even though he had a revelation and he had the revelation to write uh, two-thirds of the New Testament, but the revelation he had that kept him were, were two things. The grace of God and praying in tongues. Mm -hmm. He said, when I'm weak and I can't do anything and this is frustrating me, yeah. God Excellent. said, God didn't remove the thorn and the thorn was not some physical ailment. The thorn was the Judaizers coming behind him in the places in the church yeah. and, 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 and causing the church to get back under the and law. He built, yeah. And he was like, Lord, you gotta, you gotta stop this. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. He said, and then Paul said, got it. When I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. But the other thing was, it's the grace of God, understand the grace of God, and praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit. I can't wait to get up in the morning yep. and, and get in and start praying in the Spirit. I am actually, I've been walking with the Lord 50 years. I am praying in the Spirit now more than I was when I was younger and I was praying in the Spirit. I'm praying in the Spirit all the time. We're just about landing the plane, but what yeah. I felt from the Lord as you were saying that, that's the key that God wants us to, I want you to lead people. Maybe they've, I know leaders, even in quote unquote spirit filled, they don't pray in the Spirit. Right. Or even believers, they don't even realize that, hey, I, I maybe had an experience. Or for people who have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, evidence of speaking in tongues, it's a, it, you, we know you don't need it to get to heaven, but God has given it to us as yes. a valuable tool. And quite frankly, I don't know how you live a victorious life without it. <laughs> no, and, and I don't know, and, and, and just say this to pastors yeah. and to those that are viewing us, the partners, mm -hmm. I just want to say this. We are in the last of the last days. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to get through these last days, you're going to have to do the same thing Paul did to be able to get through all the difficulties, all the adversities, all the trials that he went through. He prayed in tongues and he prayed in tongues a lot. All through the book of Acts, when anybody was born again, they would go and pray. I mean, when Samaria, uh, when the D Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of the Lord, received Jesus, they asked Philip. First thing they asked Philip, did you get him baptized in the Holy Spirit? Yep. No. It, it sent Peter and John to get him baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul, when he came to Ephesus, uh, uh, Ephesians, I mean, Acts the 19th chapter, First thing he does, he says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? And then they she said, uh, yeah. you know, so he then he prayed for it. it. I'm telling you, to get through these last days, you must be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like uh, Abner said, that doesn't get you to heaven. Jesus gets you to heaven. But yes. this is a gift of like Jesus told the disciples, don't you go out and try to do this. Don't you try to go out with all this persecution and everything without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's the same thing today. To, to try to live in these last days, you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Pastors, you need to start praying Amen. in tongues more than you ever have before. You need to get a routine. I'm telling you, it'll change your whole life. It'll change your services. It'll change your ministry. It'll change everything if you will do that. And you'll see the manifestation. If you just say, God, I want to pray in tongues for your will to be done in our services. And you start interceding and praying. I'm telling you, the loss will start showing up. It's amazing what will begin to happen. If you never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, all I want you to do right now is Thank raise you your hands. Raise your hand. Maybe you did one time, but you have not been actively speaking or praying in mm -hmm. tongues. Raise your hands right now where you are and just, just say this. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Thank you, Lord. Baptize me with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. The Bible says out of your belly shall come rivers of living water. Just start speaking. It's going to start flowing out. Remo, fire of the Holy Spirit. Let fire of the Holy Spirit come right now in the name of Jesus. My friend, this is not just an experience. It is something that you do every single day, every night. I do it. I continue to do it. I stay on fire for God because of this. If you want to become lukewarm, just don't pray in the Spirit. <laughs> and it's a guarantee that you'll do it. But if you want to be on fire for God, pray in the Spirit. Use it every day. Amen. Thank you. And I even felt like um, some of you are being like, you, you, you do pray, but like a new language. So just receive that new language even now. Um, somebody's right knee, arthritis, uh, COVID conditions. We just cancel any yes, sickness and disease Jesus. in your body. And we just release the life of God to yes. you. And I want to encourage you, if you have been freshly baptized in the Holy Spirit, which we believe people have, if you are got, uh, you rebaptized, you haven't done it in a while, edify yourself do it don't it's like uh it's like working out you want to keep working that spiritual muscle ephesians the fifth chapter yeah. be filled be, be constantly filled. that's right yeah allow yourself to be filled do it I, I do it when i'm in the car i do it when i'm washing dishes i do it before i go to bed just make it an everyday part of your life and uh we want to thank you tonight for joining us on tonight's program we want to uh uh let you know every monday tuesday and thursday if you're not aware Daniel Company Prayer Call. It's a community of believers who love to pray. We pray in the Spirit often on that call. Every uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 8.04, all the information is available on our website. Also, if you feel connected with this ministry, we want to encourage you to prayerfully consider partnering with yes. this ministry. We partner. Yeah, Covenant <laughs> Love is a great partner. So uh, we want to encourage you to do that. The Bible teaches a wise man walks with wise men, and uh, we, we want you to connect with what God is doing. Yes. Also, uh, all our previous broadcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, all the channels. So if you want to catch previous broadcasts, you can. And thank you so much, Pastor Al. We're going to be back next week with part two of yes. my chat with uh, Pastor Al Bryce. Amen. Also, how can people get a hold of your devotional? Uh, just go to our website. Okay, it's um, my, mycl.church, okay. mycl.church. And um, I did a 90-day devotional full of scripture and also teaches people how to pray at the very end oh, of using, using that word that they just got. And your newest book is going to be out when? Uh, it's probably going right before Easter, and it's going to be uh, in implementing powerful breakthroughs, and it's basically a book on prayer and what God has taught me about prayer. Amen. So, and if you are in the Fayetteville, if you're anywhere within one hour of Fayetteville, North Carolina, and you are not connected anywhere in a home church, I want you to prayerfully consider coming to Covenant Love on a Sunday morning. Webcast is good. That's fun. But it's something a little different about watching something <laughs> yes. and then being there in person. And bring your family here. 
there's a ministry for your entire family and prayerfully consider being a part. Listen, with what God is doing and what the enemy is doing, you want to follow the biblical practice of being connected to a local place and don't miss out on what God brings uh, through being connected to a local church. So God bless you guys and we'll see you next week. God bless.